We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the premiere edition of Courtside with Christy and Gabe on the Her Hoop Stats podcast. And Gabe Ibrahim, courtside with me. We have to explain exactly what courtside means. Like, I know we have both been to a lot of games, and Mm -hmm. that was the whole premise for the show. And what do you think about how that should feel for our listeners tonight? So I think uh, my experience for going to games is likely very different from yours, Christy. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm a reporter for Woodsider. I've been on this podcast before on the Unplugged. We were both on it last week. It was a fantastic episode. You go back and listen to how wrong we were about everything immediately <laughs> exactly. in the season. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm a huge basketball fan. I've called a bunch of games, not to the level that Christy has, obviously, but I think of courtside is just going to be us, you know, watching a game saying, Hey, that's a, that's a wonderful screen from Maisha Hines Allen or alternatively <laughs> yelling and saying hot takes like, Oh my God, Jay Petty's going to win most improved player of the year. And, and we're not, we're not just going to talk about the mystics, but you get the idea. It's going to be us kind of bantering uh, about the game that's in front of us. And I know though, we're also going to talk about the stuff around the game. Because when you're courtside, you hear a lot of stuff from the players, and, and that's yes. important for us to talk about as well. Absolutely, and, and I love it. I mean, if, if you all go to games and you love sports, there's always a conversation. So that's exactly what we're bringing to you. We're bringing you the courtside vantage points and views that we see and that we would like to say. And I think it's going to be a lot of fun for everyone to kind of join in that conversation with us and, and have a great time courtside with us and Mm -hmm. to start things off and and you just said it a little bit alluded to the fact that you know it's not just what's going on on the court and the WNBA has always been a front runner and a force when it comes to things that aren't fair 
I'm just going to say it, mm -hmm. that aren't fair. And we're going to start with the social justice move. And everyone is, is kind of more emboldened, if you will, to say things now because of the circumstances of this summer. But the WNBA and its players and coaches have been on the forefront and on the front lines, not the secondary lines. They've been on the front lines when it has come to speaking out on injustices. They are playing this season in honor of Breonna Taylor. Um, they did a, a tribute to her this past weekend in all of the games. And their shirts um, are saying um, Breonna Taylor on the back. Their jerseys have not just their names, but also the name of Breonna Taylor. And uh, Gabe, how important is that um, not just to join in what has been happening recently, but to have always been ready to speak out, stand up, and like the late John Lewis said, get into some good trouble when it comes mm -hmm. to speaking out on what is not fair. Uh, it, it's inspiring, frankly, and I think it is extremely important. Um, and, you know, I think we always frame this, we always frame this as a good example for kids and a good example for uh, you know, the, the kids watch at home. It's a good example for everyone. Uh, to me, as, as a, you know, a 27 years old now, I guess, I, I don't know how old I am, but I'm 27 <laughs> years old and, and these women inspire me to be more vocal um, on these issues. They inspire me to go and try to seek change, inspire me to go to protests. They inspire me to, to spend my money on these causes that are not only important to them, but important to me now. And right. um, I think for for just, you know, when you look at the makeup of the league, and we say this all the time, it's 80% black women, a large yes. percentage LGBTQ, and a large percentage of these people have faced the, the sort of systemic racism and personal racism and personal prejudice that we are, are trying to fight against and bring awareness to. And it's just, um, to me, it, it's a great example for everyone watching. It's a great example for um other leagues also to follow and i i just you know it, it's inspiring to me in so many different ways and to me it's frankly the most important thing that the WNBA does i love yeah. basketball we love basketball but it, basketball is just a game and if the and these women are using their platform and it's just so it's so cool right like we always talk about how much we need eyes on this league how much we need people to watch this league mm -hmm. and the the women of this league are saying Whatever odds we have on us, we want to put it towards Brianna Taylor. We want to use all our interview time to talk about her. We want to say her name. We want to make sure that you are paying attention to this issue. And I think up and down, you know, every single player in this league is on board with that, and it is wonderful and inspiring to see. So, yeah, it's the most important thing that's going to happen this WNBA season. I do want to ask you, like, yeah, no when, you're, mm -hmm. when you're a player, mm -hmm. and obviously as a player your main goal is to win a game, how, how hard is it to just try to always, you know, bring it back to something that you think is more important while also playing the game that you love? Because you want to be, yeah. be happy and, and have fun, but to also have to be serious and, and do this. How hard is that for them, do you think? I think it, it's extra. You know, it's an added incentive. Um, you know, over this uh, pandemic break and being at home, I've been able to watch a lot of um, – these episodes and these um, these stories about former players and the dialogue that they shared with with the public on these documentaries. I, I want to talk about Dr. J and how um, his brother passed away 
And he said it wasn't just him playing, but it was two people. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he now had two hearts, not just one. One was for his brother and one was for him. And it inspired him uh, tenfold. And I think um, that's in the same way that Breonna Taylor and so many names um, of people who have been um, tortured and, and brutally killed, uh, it's, it's just really tough. So I think for, for these competitive um, young women, I think it's just something that, you know, obviously it's terrible, but you can't stay in that place. You have to be mm-hmm. a forward thinker. You have to stay motivated to the platform that you are presented and you have to embrace that. So if anything, I feel that, you know, now they're playing, all the players are playing with two hearts like Dr. J played with um, in losing his brother. So I, I really feel like it's a, it's a motivational piece. I really feel like it's um, something that has given, um, you know, the respect and, and honor to Breonna Taylor, which, I mean, she was 26 when she was murdered mm-hmm. in her home. And, you know, the police officers are at the beach and there, there's no accountability there. And I think it, it's just infuriating for, you know, this league and um, for this nation to have um, that happen. And I think to have that voice, like you said, to not only talk about, yeah, I I got a couple of rebounds in this Mm -hmm. game, but somebody please arrest the officers Mm -hmm. who barged into Breonna Taylor's home and and killed her. Um, You know, I I just think for you to say, Gabe, that you are 27 years old and Breonna Taylor was Mm -hmm. 26 years old, I think, you can kind of put that into perspective as being in that same age group. And for yep. me, I, I'm just thinking all the time since then, you know, the things that have happened in my life, you know, I'm a mother of three after I was 26. I, you know, was doing all these things after I was 26. So just to have her life cut short that way is just uh, incredibly sobering. And it's just really sad to see things like that happen in our country. But I think um, the WNBA um, and Maya Moore doing what she is doing um, two years ago, um, by the way, um, stepping mm-hmm. away from the game and serving her, her bigger purpose on this earth, which is to um, right the ship. And I think um, the WNBA is trying to right the ship when it comes to social justice and speaking out on it. And, you know, I think it's, it's necessary. It's very yep. necessary. And, you know, for my kids to see that, I think it's, it strengthens their voices moving forward as well. And that's a great thing for our country. It really is. It really is. And if you want to do something, and we'll get into basketball, but if you want to do something, action.justiceforbriana.org, they have a lot of resources for you to demand justice. Yes. Uh, I've been sending Mr. Dan, the prosecutor for the state of um, Kentucky, many, many emails, Daniel Cameron, I've been tweeting at him a lot. Um, you know, yes. it, it, we can't do, there's nothing that's gonna bring Brianna back. There's, not gonna, there's nothing that's gonna bring any, any of the victims of uh, systemic racism and police brutality back, but we can help prevent other people being added to this list. So please again, action.justiceforbriana.org if you want to uh, do something. And, you know, yes. and, and help be a change in this world and make our nation what it should be. Um, exactly. Do you want to talk about basketball? 
I do. We're courtside. We got to talk about some hoops. Absolutely. (laughs) Hey, the the mystics and the fever. Hey, listen, I try to tell you guys, you know, a little bit. I try to tell you, I said, hey, listen, they may have all five starters missing the mystics do from last Mm -hmm. season's championship team. But guess what? Mike Tebow is still sitting on the bench in the head coaching seat. And, you know, with him there, I tell you what, he always finds a way Mm -hmm. to get things done. But Gabe, did you see a 30 point differential coming prior to that game with the fever? No, (laughs) (laughs) no, no, I did not. Um, And, and, and and in fairness to before, before we get so hyped up about the, uh, the mystics, we should say that the, the fever were without Erica Wheeler, without, uh, without Lauren Cox, um, they also got to the bubble late, so their conditioning is a little bit behind. Right. However, the way it, – it's not just the blowout, right? Because, like, if the blowout happens right. and Emma has 30 and Ariel has 20, yeah. like, right? right. Like, we, it makes more sense. Right. The way it happened was yes. incredible. Yes. It so, sure was. It sure was. Uh, you know, and the balance of it. I think what I found, Gabe, to be most intriguing was – you know, in the absence of their uh, MVP of the league last year, mm-hmm. Elena Deladon, uh, you know how she joined the 50-40-90 club last year, mm-hmm. 50% from the floor, 40% from three, 90% uh, from the free throw line. For those that don't know exactly what that is, I, hey, listen, the team, the Washington Mystics team was in the 50-40-90 club <laughs> uh, against the Fever, shooting 55% from the floor, 40-some percent, I think it was 41% from three, and mm-hmm. right at 90% from the line. So when you're trying to do something in a collective manner, as the Mystics are this year, I just thought that was so ironic that the team finished up statistically in the 50-40-90 club. It, it's... In- well, and and first off, first off, I've heard, I'm sure you guys heard Christy talk about this on CBS Sports <laughs> Network if you were watching. Um, but secondly, at the end of the first half, they were shooting 72 percent from the field. Insane. That's insane! It was insane. I was like, "What is world is going on?" Yeah. If you play 2K, that's when you realize, like, wait. <laughs> What are the difficulty settings here? Like, am I on semi-pro? Right. Like, what's happening? How am I shooting 70% from the field? But really, um, right. I think we we got we to talk about the star of the show, the, le- the league's MVP at the moment, in my, right in my part. Uh, <laughs> Maisha Hines-Allen, as we all predicted, uh. 27 points, 10 rebounds, 22 points in the first half, and it was, it was easy for her, you know? Yeah. And, and you said this. And you said this on the pod, on the on the unplugged podcast you did last yes, week. Yes, yes. Uh, Coach T was talking about her as a Draymond Green, and and that yes. like made my eyes like wide, and I was like, all right, <laughs> let's relax, let's relax here, guys. <laughs> she was way better than Draymond Green. I mean, yeah. Let me tell you. I mean, Maisha Hines Allen has been waiting in the amusement park line mm-hmm. for two years. Right, she's standing there watching the the best roller coaster going upside down, around and down. Everybody's screaming, having a good old time, but she's not on the ride yet. Right, mm-hmm. so Maisha Hines Allen now has the opportunity. I mean, last year she averaged two points a game. Right? right, she didn't get a ton of minutes on the floor. So for her, I mean, the window of opportunity was like this beach that she's mm-hmm. looking at, and now I can just go swim and swim and swim, you know. And she went out there and was phenomenal. 
she was out there with a ton of confidence. I mean, her stat line was insane. I believe she was 11 of 14 from the floor, made all of her threes, three threes, and it was just a, a facilitator as well. She had a, a couple of great passes in transition. And that's where I think Mike Tebow was talking about how she's very similar to Draymond Green in that regard, yes. is that she can take the ball off the rim and become an initiator. And so I kind of made that a hashtag the other day on the broadcast. Yes. I said, hey, let's just hashtag that. And uh, that's the initiator, you know, because not everyone can do that. And, you know, while you want your, your bigs to be able to take two or three dribbles and kick it up in transition, not everybody can make the right choices in those circumstances. And so, you know, for her to come out and do that, and then on top of everything, be a plus 28 in the plus minus column, that to me says it all. That speaks volumes for Maisha Hines-Allen, who just is utilizing her opportunity to the fullest. And the, it was kind of just like, all of the things like right like not she was the initiator and I really I do want to talk a little bit more about the mindset um, mm -hmm. of the team when you have your center who's just gonna get that rebound and go right. um, but it was also like yeah I, I think Nikias Duncan on Twitter he had a nice thread about this game and he just kept pointing out all the times where Maisha she she just saw the game so well she would set a screen realize that you know she has to turn face and, and screen you know with her backside mm -hmm and then pushed to the rim. She just really had all of the, everything was perfect in, in right. both the physical part and the mental part of the game. But what, what does um, having your, your Draymond Green sort of ideal here where it, it's not even really Draymond Green because he, he doesn't do this a lot because he has Steph Curry on his team. But <laughs> when you get, you can just grab the rebound and you can start getting downhill. What does that do for the rest of this team who's, who's so sharp from three-point line? Like, how, yeah. how much does that help? Well, if I could shoot the three, like the Mystics shoot the three, <laughs> and you see Maisha Hines-Allen get the ball off the rim and push it, I'm hauling. I'm, I'm yeah. getting down the court, and I'm going to try to find a sweet spot, maybe in the corners, you know, because mm -hmm. that's probably going to be the most wide open shot in transition um, for the three. So, yeah, I would be booking it. I would be, like, on a full sprint. Eyes on Maisha, uh, see which way she's going. You know, she's coming right down the middle of the floor. So, you know, I'm going to get myself planted. I'm going to get my feet set and I'm going to have my hands ready to catch it and fire it. And I think it just affords Washington to play at the pace that they want to. I think mm -hmm. um, it affords them the spacing that I think has been vitally important for their success from three as well. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I, and it wasn't, you know, we're, we talk, we're, 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 we're really on the Maisha Hines Allen train. She's, if she can, she's not going to have 27 points a game. Well, Christy, do you think she's going to have 27 points per game? <laughs> well, you know what? Uh, I hope she does, but I think, you know, we had the, um, the Mystics had a practice this morning and, um, and then they did a call right after. And, you know, I kind of posed that question to Mike Tebow and, and asked him that. And, you know, he says, we would love for her to have 27 a game, but I tell you what, this is a player who, you know, if she can bring, you know, 15 to 18, mm -hmm. you know, here and there, then that would be something that would be fantastic as well. And, you know, he really is a proponent of having a, a great balance yeah. on the court and, and more than just one player scoring. And that's even with Elena Deladon on the, on the court last several seasons. So, I mean, he is all about, you know, really making it difficult for, his opponents to defend all five spots. 
Like, what are you going to do in this circumstance mm-hmm. when you put, well, last year when you put Tolliver and, and Deladon in a pick and roll together? Like, good luck choosing. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's like pick your poison. And, and this year, you know, we saw it in uh, Shea Petty and <laughs> Maisha Hines-Allen. So it's not necessarily, like we said earlier, it's not necessarily the, the philosophy or, you know, what Coach Tebow wants for the team, the makeup of that, the foundation of his philosophy that's not changing, you know, mm-hmm. under understanding that the faces have changed, but I'm telling you, Mike Tebow knows to how to do uh, the best for the team that he has given, you know, yeah. and, and that happens all the time with, with injuries that happens all the times with, with trades. And, and now this year, you know, being unprecedented, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just not having the pieces that you anticipated. So, you know, I think he loves that challenge, and you could see that uh, he maximized that uh, against the Fever the other day. And and the other thing that I was waiting on, I was I was waiting because this team, and they always talk about this last year, like we don't like to run plays. You know, we pretty much go out there, we freelance, and, and then yeah. you know, in the shot clock, if we get down, we just give it to EDD and she'll get a bucket. Yeah. But the I was expecting this year to have a little bit more structure in the offense, a little bit yeah. more. Um, you know, just play calls and, and, and trying to engineer some of the stuff they had last year, but they didn't have to do that. And, and I think yeah. a lot of that um, was, was um, because of what Maisha was able to do, because of what Shea Petty was able to do, being such a smart player and being with that co- being on the coaching staff last year. Right, <laughs> right, right. This game. And she was on the coaching staff last year. And I think that really, really helped her understand just like, okay, I need to be here. Like this, this is where I'm supposed to be. She's obviously a veteran, um, but she really learned exactly where to be in this specific offense. So they didn't have to change much of what they had, what they're doing. And we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm not sure that this is going to keep up, um, but I do think it's really, really encouraging that um, the Mystics were able to pull this off. All right, we ran out of Zoom minutes there briefly. I'm sure literally every person listening to this podcast has run into that problem in this pandemic. So now we're starting a new recording, and, and we're going to get into um, back into what we were talking about, which was the uh, Washington Mystics shape petty. Um, but I think I think we're. I mean, what what else do you want to talk about here? Because we, we've been talking. We said at the beginning of the podcast we weren't going to talk all about the Mystics, and we've talked about the Mystics for like 30 minutes now. But oh, well, too bad. Sorry. It's a lot to talk about. It's a lot to talk about, Gabe. But no, yes. honestly, though, with the Mystics, I think with, you know, everyone kind of counting them out, I think that is okay. more of the story than anything statistical, even though it's, it was amazing. Their stats were phenomenal. But I just think that, you know, just the, you know, say what you want to say, we have to still play the game. And they're playing the game the right way, playing the game the way uh, Mike Tebow and, and Eric Tebow and uh, the staff has drawn things up and they've executed it. So I think um, something my mom said, though, was pretty funny. She was like, Emma Mieseman was out there, but the story was all about Maisha Hines-Allen. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, but it was, I mean, that's every day. It could be somebody different. And exactly. I think that's always been the beauty of the Mystics team. And, and this year is no different. Yeah, and I want to draw a parallel between what the Mystics are going to go through this year and what Seattle went through last year. Seattle, yeah. obviously, down Sue Bird and Brianna Stewart. Mm-hmm. A bunch of players there stepped up. You saw Alicia Clark step up her game. You saw Natasha Howard become a star. You saw Jordan Canada start to be start to show what she can really do. And now, coming back this year, 
they're they're completely in the stratosphere. I mean, you know, you, you watch that game against New York and they weren't playing that well and they still won. Right. So I think that's the opportunity for the Mystics organization this year. You know, hey, we're still competing for the championship, but mm-hmm. our goal is really to make this team as strong as possible going into next year. Exactly. And I think, I think if Maisha's playing like this, if if Emma gets her games, I mean, I'm sure Emma's going to have a 30-point game here. Ariel Powers was phenomenal, and we're, we're barely talking about her because of all yeah. the rest of the stories. Yeah. And, you know, I think y'all saw a lot from Leilani Mitchell. I, I just really um, am stoked about it. We should say a negative, though. Like, uh, they did end up having – wait, it's showing – okay, yeah, they had 14 turnovers, right. um, which for this team is a lot. Uh, because they really take care of the ball. Um, I'm sure uh, Coach T brought this up today. (laughs) I'm sure of it. Um, But, you know, I think there is going to be some growing pains at some point. I I think it might Mm -hmm. come in the form of turnovers. Yeah, I I think so. I mean, Washington led the league in least amount of turnovers last Mm -hmm. season. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with how well they execute. And, you know, a couple of extra ones, but I think, you know, that's going to come with all of the teams right now. And, and, you know, like you said before, Indiana, you know, they came in five days late because of uh, missing a couple of players with the COVID-19. And so I just think that, you know, it's going to be a rough start when it comes to continuity and rhythm and chemistry. So the 13, 14 turnovers here and there, you know, for the first maybe couple of games, mm-hmm. I think it is not going to be shocking. Um, and I think that number will go down for yeah. for Washington and, and all of the teams in the league. But I think early on, I think it's going to be, you know, a little bit of, um, you know, I thought you were zigging, but you zagged uh, situations right. on, on reads. Yeah, and they didn't, ha- I mean, they didn't have 27 turnovers like Phoenix, <laughs> so that's a win. I mean, <laughs> I that, mean that was, was like, whoa. Right. There were, there's a lot of growing pains. They're going to, I mean, maybe this yeah. is a sign that they're going to grow a lot, but 27 turnovers is really bad. But um, speaking of another team that had growing pains, we'll move over to the uh, Mystics' next opponent, which is, mm-hmm. uh, I think, on when, when's the game? Wait, Kristen, Tomorrow? when's the game? Tuesday. Tuesday. We're right back at it. And, you know, it's a, a rematch. I'm air quoting mm-hmm. a rematch uh, with Connecticut. And it's always a, a great game when mm-hmm. these two teams meet up. But I think in the absence, obviously, of, of Deladon, the absence of Cloud and, and Tolliver and Sanders <laughs> and, um, and now, you I'm know, well. and Tiana Hawkins now is actually not um, healthy at the moment. Oh, really? Um, so we'll see, you know, their 10-player roster, um, what they're going to look like without her. Um, so I don't know. That's going to be probably a, a game time decision for her but uh she did not play in that indiana game um so we'll see what happens i think yeah. uh it's gonna be interesting but like you said yeah john quell jones is not there um this year sitting out this season um but they also don't won't have courtney williams uh, another player who was very dynamic obviously mm-hmm. yes. um in their in their finals run last year so um you know both teams you know we're gonna look a little different but there's still enough players remaining to have some, you know, fire in the furnace <laughs> yes. for, for this rematch. And I think it's going to be really exciting to see how, how it pans out um, for both teams and, you know, if they can play with that kind of uh, passion that they did in the five-game series that, that the Mystics took last year. Yeah, I mean, well, I think the fire in the furnace is directly from <laughs> Alyssa Thomas, who, yeah. I mean, 
she doesn't need a, she doesn't need a reason to play angry, but right. beating her in the finals, I'm sure is going to make her angry. Your, your fellow, your fellow Maryland grad. I know. Uh, she was awesome in the last game. She was, she was at 20 points on a 7-11 shooting, eight rebounds, four assists, and four steals. Um, phenomenal. So what, I mean, do you see, I'm not sure this is going to be the matchup, but I'm guessing that the matchup's going to be Alyssa versus Maisha. And those two, I mean, I think when you're, when you're talking about Maisha, mm-hmm. yes, we could talk about Draymond Green, but really the person you want her to be <laughs> is Alyssa Thomas. So yeah. how do you see that matchup kind of working out? I think that's going to be explosive. I know we're, we're past the 4th of July, but man, we're going to see some fireworks mm-hmm. in that game between those two. And I can't be more excited about it. Uh, it's going to be a chess match in terms of just overall strength. I mean, both of them, when you, the first thing you say about both of them is they're so strong, you know, Mm -hmm. they're just built for it. And I just think that with Alyssa Thomas and her balance and, you know, having those four steals, I mean, that's phenomenal. (laughs) I mean, you're getting in gaps, you're getting in gaps and uh, you're not just getting deflections, but you're getting bona fide steals and those are bona fide possessions for your team. So I think um, she's always had this uh, motor. Uh, When I called her games, when she was at Maryland, I called her the A-Train, and, yeah. and that stuck for a little while. And then, you know, they, the guys on the team at Maryland, they were calling her Baby Braun, you oh. know. Yeah, and I can yeah. see that. You know, once she gets downhill, it's like, all right, go ahead. Like, same with LeBron. Like, okay, go ahead. Um, not getting in front of that. So I just think um, just the, the power of both of them is, is really going to be intriguing to watch. And I'm, I think that a, that's a safe bet that – they'll be matched up against one another. Yeah. Well, I think it's, it, and they're both, I mean, they're both talkers. They're both, they're both <laughs> going to get into each other. Uh, I remember the, the now departed Christy Tolliver after oh, the yeah. final, it, there's a, there's a huge uh, charge that she took at mid court in game five of the she finals. Did. I remember talking to Christy and Christy was like, I wanted that charge because yeah, of how did. much, how much Alyssa Thomas talks during the game and I now match it up against Maisha Heinz Allen, who is also not a shy person. It's going to be awesome. But in the, um, the Sun also really uh, played through Dewana Bonner. Jasmine Thomas is pretty good. I mean, they went two of 19 from three. That's not going to happen. Like Jasmine Thomas is not going to shoot one of 10 from the field. They still played their really strong defense, but you Mm -hmm. know, it's what we're talking about growing pains in the middle at the beginning of the season. Um, If you, what's going to be the key here though, is it going to be, I don't know how you stop Alyssa Thomas because she can Mm -hmm. take a dribble handoff from the top of the key and immediately get down to the rim. Like there's no, there's no stopping her once that happens. So do you, do you focus in on trying to maybe, you know, shut down the DB, get into Jasmine Thomas's space. I think that was kind of their plan in the finals was to make sure that Jasmine didn't get going. So what is the key here for the Mystics? I think first off, um, Washington has got to do their due diligence on the glass. I think, um, you know, the board work, they have Brianna Jones in there and, Mm -hmm. and she's, she's a force on the glass as well. Great hands, um, strong body. So I think that's going to be um, another intriguing matchup to watch. She and Elena Coates uh, down on the, on the, Mm-hmm. on the blocks trying to battle it out. I think that's going to be something too. But I think, you know, Washington has big guards and those guards get in and board just as well as, as anybody. Yep. 
So I think when you have powers flying in, you know, all around oh, yeah. the court, um, getting in on the offensive board, saving possessions for the team, but you also have Kiara Leslie, who is uh, very similar in that regard, mm-hmm. getting in. And then Essence Carson, you know, can also fly around a little bit and, and board well. So I think that's got to be um, the main thing for Washington is to limit Connecticut from flying around and getting the offensive glass. Um, they like to get that and then kick it back out for shots. So I think it's got to be a collective effort on the boards. But I also think, you know, Washington has to contain the paint. I think early on against Indiana, Washington um, let Kelsey Mitchell get downhill a little bit in transition. And they just have to not let Connecticut get the pace of play that they want. They want to move the ball up the floor. So does Washington, though. But Connecticut wants to get it and go. And if they miss that shot, they're all crashing the glass. So oh, yeah. it's got to be body body on. When shots go up, body on. And and box them out and, and try to limit second chance opportunities uh, for the Sun. But I, I just think that's it's a very um, evenly matched game when, when it comes to that because of the athleticism and strength of Washington's big guards. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with all of that. I'm really um, – I'm interested to see, like, Kiara Leslie – uh, mm-hmm. Kayla Charles like they, they there's a bunch of little matchups here that are so interesting and, and maybe it's because we're like very conditioned to these teams because we had those five excellent games last right. year um that we're yeah. really keyed in on all the little things here but I think I think DB um is kind of going to be the person you, you key in on because if yeah. DB gets going you know she is six of 18 against Minnesota but so at one point early in that second half it looked like DB was getting going and once she gets going it's really, really hard to stop this Sun team. At least it should be this season. And they're also short. They're, they're, uh, they're down two um, players in Grand January and Teresa Plaisance. They right. are both out still. So this isn't the full Sun team, but I, I just really am super-duper interested in all of the yeah. little matchups going on. Yeah, um, and, a, and a lot of Terps on that team too. So oh, that's yeah. going to be – I mean, oh, yeah. and, and that's what I kind of miss about everybody being in the wobble is, you know, seeing everyone coming to D.C. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think for, for the Maryland players, I know for sure – um, the alumni group, um, the rebounders, the boosters, and everybody, they make that mm-hmm. like uh, an event. You know, yeah. we're going to see the Mystics play, you know, the Tiana. I mean, Shatori, you know, is the Phoenix, but, you know, when Shatori was here and all of that, and when Lang and Marissa Coleman uh, played in D.C. as well, I think, you know, everybody comes back, you know, yeah. to to see them play in the area. So for this game to be taking place in Florida, I mean, it's kind of a bummer for mm-hmm. <laughs> for the uh, boosters and the alums at Maryland. But, you know, a lot of Terps on that uh, Connecticut team. And I, I think that's fun as well. I know Brenda Freeze is proud of, of Kyla yeah. Charles and, you know, Brianna Jones and, of course, uh, Alyssa Thomas. And it's just so much fun to uh, see those players come. The I'm sure there'll be no uh, – the league. There'll yeah. be no shortage of Terps in the future as well <laughs> with the way the program's going. I'm sure they'll be fine in yeah. the future when we get back to uh, having games in D.C. Do you yeah. know if you're going to be uh, – so you're going to you're going to do the broadcast for NBC Sports Washington, which yes. I get as, yes. as a person who lives in this area. Yes. Um, but are you also going to be the on the NBA TV sound? Have they told you? It's NBA uh, TV. This yeah. It's so awesome. Um, today, um, around three, uh, NBA TV picked up our game. So I'm not sure which feed they're going to take, if they're going to take ours or Connecticut's. Uh, Connecticut's the home team. So usually they take the home team speed. But um, it is a doubleheader tomorrow. I think that's going to be fun as yeah. well. I think it's LA Chicago after us at nine. Mm-hmm. 
And um, I think it's great. Um, you know, ESPN picked up 13 more games as well. Mm-hmm. So I think things are happening. You know, the needle's moving. The CBA was was excellent during the offseason. And, you know, things are changing for the WNBA. And Kyrie Irving doing what he's doing, yeah. uh, I think, is also respectable about, you know, setting up a fund for players who are either choosing not to play or have injuries and can't play this summer. So shout out to Kyrie Irving for stepping up and supporting the W. Kyrie putting his money where his mouth is. Um, yeah. Well, his mouth's in a lot of places. I love Kyrie. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm glad Kyrie is around and I'm glad he's, he's doing um, what he thinks is right. He, he, he is, <laughs> Not he flat, is, right? <laughs> Not flat. Yeah, it, it, in this very round world, this, this it, <laughs> unimpeachably round world, uh, Kyrie, Kyrie is putting his money where his mouth is. But yeah, so, I mean, as you mentioned, we do have a great set of games uh, tonight. If you're listening to this, we're recording this on Monday night. Take you back to curtain. It'll be will be out on Tuesday. But uh, there's there's a bunch of really good games. L.A. Chicago, Chicago coming off that really nice win um, against Vegas. The Sparks uh, coming off a really nice win against Phoenix. Uh, yes. That is a potential finals matchup. If you yeah. if you ask some, if you ask some, that's a potential finals matchup. Um, but what let let's go around the league. What was the one thing from any of these games other than the Mystics? And the and the Sun game that really stood out to you that you you think is going to be a big thing going forward. You know, to me, sometimes it's it's outside of stats, and I just yeah. think you know because there there's no crowd at the games. I think um, the bench energy, to yeah. me, I think that's going to become something that is super important. You know, um, how excited are you for your teammates who are mm-hmm. on the court? And I mean, that's the most fun. I mean, you talk about what you miss as a player. I miss that, you know, just the camaraderie and the, you know, cheering for your girls, like let's go. And the, mm-hmm. and the fire behind it all. I think that's going to be a, a really huge factor and also health, you know, whether it be injuries or, you know, you're seeing what's happening with baseball right now. And, you know, hopefully nothing like that happens um, in the bubble. Yeah. And that's why, you know, I'm glad they're isolated, even though I know it's they're very um, sacrificial to their personal lives because of it. But, you know, for the love of the game, I'm, I'm just I'm glad that they're in a in a safe place mm-hmm. and and contained with one another and not having, you know, inside outside forces uh, bother that. So, you know, those are the two things I know you asked for one, but those, <laughs> those are my two things, you know, the energy from from each other, because I know it's not easy being there you know, yeah. away from your family. I know Leilani Mitchell, I know she misses her son Cash, who's in Australia mm-hmm. right now. So, you know, you have to look at, at these um, elite competitive women as um, people who should be admired for, for what they're doing um, to serve their passion and their purpose. And I think that's, that's the number one thing for me. And, and, you know, to bring it full circle from what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, um, their why this season is Breonna Taylor. You know, yeah, that that's been. I think um, Lindsey Gibbs had a really had a really nice uh, power plays newsletter um, that you know basically laid out why this why the players are playing this season. It's because of Breonna Taylor, yeah. um, and uh, you know, they're they're sacrificing so much for us, but they're really doing it for her, and that's that's what's most important. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my my one big thing though is just I love the sounds of the gym to go off what you were saying. Yeah, you know, yeah. I heard I heard Jasmine Jones who was who did not play for New York because she was injured. I heard her the entire game. 
from start yeah. to finish and everything she said. I love having the coach mic'd up on Sunday. I, you know, I love to hear Bill Lambeer hit his talking points on, uh, on how much Chicago begs for calls. I loved hearing Kurt <laughs> Miller. That was the thing about Kurt Miller. Like if you've been to, if you've seen him in, in a game, you already hear that because he's so loud in any stadium. Uh, but to hear it on TV was really cool. And obviously Cheryl Reed was amazing on the mic. So I hope yeah. you keep that. I love hearing like the, the squeak of the sneakers, right? Like, you know, yes. like the crowd music, like, let me hear like the real <laughs> sounds of the game. Um, yeah. so I, I love this setup. I think it was a wonderful opening weekend. Yes. Um, and I, I think, you know, we're setting up for a wonderful season. I hope yeah. I, we are going to talk about another team that is not the Mystics at some point on this podcast. <laughs> Unless Maisha Hines out on average is 27 points a game and we have to talk Man. about it every single week. If she goes off again, I don't know. We might just have to <laughs> <laughs> I just have to talk about her, you know? But, yeah, it's, it's exciting. I mean, Monique Billings also had, you know, a great mm-hmm. weekend. I love the play of, of Angel McCautry. You know, she missed all of last season because of that ACL the season before. And, you know, to see her drop 25. I mean, there were just so many exciting storylines, right? Mm-hmm. You know, Sabrina Inescu, you know, at New York, her rookie debut, and her saying, wow, it's loud in here, to Brianna yeah. Stewart, like you were talking about having just the, the sights and sounds, you know? I think that just makes it a lot of fun for the fans. It makes it a lot of fun for us because we're not there. And, um, you know, it just gives us a full feel of, of what that experience is like. So, I mean, just a lot of great basketball, a lot of great storylines to come. And, mm-hmm. you know, I can't wait for, for more games to be played so we can continue to talk about it. Yeah, and we'll have a little bit more data so we're not just talking about one single game for all of yeah. these teams. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so I think, I think, I think we're done. I think, um, I think we're, we're done. This is our, think, our premiere show is over. For now, I think, I think it is. I think um, you can you can find me. Oh, we should find we should tell people where to find us. That's a big yes. deal. Yeah, that's a big deal in the. Tell in them, this. Gabe. Uh, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm I'm screaming on Twitter at all times at Gabe <laughs> underscore Ibrahim. Uh, you should follow at her hoops at her hoop stats on Twitter. Although I'm sure you already do if you are listening yeah. to this podcast. And um, I think. You should like, you should rate, review, and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. That really, really helps us get noticed and, you know, bump us up a little bit so we can keep doing this for the love of the game. And Christy, tell them where to find you because you're everywhere and they will find you and listen to you (laughs) at many different points in the season. But where can they find you? Well, basically, I'm always at home like everybody else has been the last four months. But if I'm not at the grocery store, I will be on the tube. Uh, We'll be on NBC Sports Washington uh, calling all of the Mystics games, um, except for the ones that are going to be um, held on ESPN uh, Mm -hmm. stations. But um, you can find me on Twitter at at ChristyWScott51. And, uh, you know, I scream occasionally on there like Gabe. (laughs) And uh, it's it's a lot of fun just to, to talk to fans. And I, I know I tweeted at you uh, during the timeout of one of the mm-hmm. uh, the Mystics game the other day. So I'm very yes. active on Twitter and I love it. I love interacting with everyone there. Um, but also on Instagram with the same uh, tag there at Christy W. Scott 51. And you can find me on that. And I, I'm always talking hoops. Um, you know, I, I talk about my kids here and there, talk about, you know what's happening with them but it's a lot of basketball stuff so i i really love it and you know we just appreciate you guys for checking us out and listening in to courtside with christy and gabe on the her hoop stats podcast this is our first of many and i'm super excited gabe to uh 
sit courtside with you and, and chat it up. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.